The Collindale Gazette is the new podcast from Brian and Rogers' Dan Skinner. If you've got a story for the Collindale Gazette, leave a message, and if we like what we hear, we'll get back to you. I wonder if any of your readers would be interested in this. It's quite personal. Um, I've never told anyone this, but I've never had much luck in life. So search for The Collindale Gazette wherever you get your podcasts. You won't regret, you might regret it. Cheese and pickle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Brian and Roger by Dan Skinner and Harry Peacock. Hi Roger, it's Brian. Um, you know that sex warehouse I go to in Southampton? Well, I took Lazo there uh, recently. He needed to let his hair down. Anyway, there was um, there was an incredibly attractive woman there, legs up to her armpits, these little tight corkscrew curls coming out from under her rubber mask, lovely ass, and um, she was getting a lot of attention. About twelve men were following her from room to room, of which I was one. Uh, and after a, a, a long night, Laszlo uh, wanted to call it a day. He's sort of uh, he's unfamiliar with uh, English sex dungeons, and. Um, in the car park, I saw this uh, woman coming out of an Aldi and getting into her Porsche with these corkscrew curls, and I realised it was the lady I'd been following in the dungeon. So I shouted, thanks for earlier, drive safe, and um, we struck up a conversation. And it turns out she's in the crematorium game, and she runs several funeral parlours, and she's been really busy. Uh, and they're, they're in... Uh, Dorset, and they go right up to to Luton. Anyway, Laszlo loved her and uh, immediately wanted in on the action, so we took her out for breakfast and cut a long story short. Um, he's now a silent partner, so sort of by proxy, I'm in the uh, in the death business. And she's um, she's asked me to oversee the books on her, um, her biggest outlet. I said I was an accountant, you know. And it's uh, it's it's actually smack opposite a dungeon in Litchfield, uh, 
which is which is good. Um, but look, I can't, I can't, I can't be everywhere all the time. So I just wondered if um, you could be my eyes and ears at this place. Um, there's some cash in it for you, um, but it's just good to have someone on the ground, uh, you know, because I'll need to make some suggestions where to make cuts or whatever. But you know, I know Christmas is approaching and might be good for you. Um, and it'll be a huge help to me. All right, cheers, Roger, bye. Hello, Brian, it's uh, Roger here. Hope you're well. It sounds like, uh, sounds like you're very well. Your sex dungeons, etc. I often uh, wish I had the confidence to go to a sex dungeon, but I just sort of worry that once I was there, nobody would take an interest in me and I'd just be left standing in the corner, naked, sort of sipping a cocktail or something, you know? Anyway, um, the funeral game, eh? I, di- I didn't know you knew anything about accounts. I definitely don't know anything about accounts. The numbers have never been my thing. So I'm not saying no, though, because as you say, Christmas is coming and money, etc. Also, I don't know if you've, uh, if I've ever mentioned my sister to you. Um, well, unfortunately, her marriage has failed. She um, she was living out in South Africa and married to this game farmer called Eben Dupreeze, who I never liked, if I'm honest. He was quite a brutal man with sort of an archaic approach to life and he ate lots of meat, you know. Um, anyway, their marriage has failed and uh, she's flying back to London with her three kids, two of which I've never met, so I'm very excited. Anyway, as the older brother, I feel like I need to talk, take care of her at the moment, so the extra cash would be really good now because there are things she might need in her sort of vulnerable state. So, uh, yeah, maybe you'd like to meet her, mate. Um, I'm sure she'd love to meet you. Um, I always talk about you. Um, okay, mate. Uh, yeah, give me some more uh, details. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. Um, <clears throat> look, I've spoken to Claire, and... Um, I've I've said you'll you know you'll have a cursory glance over the books. You know you just need to sort of look at them and and make the right noises, um, and that should do the trick. But I did sort of say we were in in accounts, but she um, she suggested um, she said that one of her embalmers uh, isn't very well. He's quite an old chap, and uh, he's been struggling with the with a heavy caseload, um, and he's quite recently had a stroke. Um, but uh, he said he'd be very willing to show you the ropes. Um, you'd have to live with him. Um, he lives on site at the crematorium. It's in Basingstoke. Uh, but it's it's 20 quid an hour, and I said you you were good to go. So so that should be great. Oh, and I'd, um, I'd love to meet your sister. Poor thing. Sounds like she's had a rough time. All right, cheers, Rod. Speak soon. Bye. Hello, Brian. Uh, Roger here. Um, I must say I got the shock of my life when you said you'd spoken to Claire. <laughs> um, but then um, then I worked out you were talking about the sex dungeon funeral parlour owner and not my ex-wife, Claire, um, who's who's never been to a sex dungeon, I don't think. But um, she did once ask me to go to a sex show in Berlin with her, but um, and I went as well. But I, I felt a bit uncomfortable looking at another man's erect penis 
um, at close quarters, and so I asked her to if we could if we could leave. So didn't last long. Um, anyway, if you'd have said to me when I was fired from the managerial post at Frankie and Benny's in Kingston that in eighteen months' time I'll have the opportunity to retrain and live with an embalmer, um, I don't think I'd have believed you. But um, but I would have accepted. Um, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to accept now because because uh, it's Christmas and twenty quid an hour is not to be sniffed at. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure how I'll react to being around the dead all day. Um, but you know, you know me. I'll I'll try try anything once. Um, I'm I'm so glad to hear that you're up for meeting Gloria, my sister. Um, I'm sure she'd love to meet you um, once she's found her feet and she's got settled in um, with the kids. Um, okay, mate. Speak soon. Bye bye. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. Yeah, I went to a stag do in Berlin in '92, and I took uh, masculine, and I ended up in a bunker with some Latvian girls. And when I came round, I was in a military hospital in Wiltshire with a very angry father-in-law hovering over me. Heady times. Um, Okay, great, great. This is good good you're on for this. So his name's Pete, um, and he's he's well into his 70s, but he really is part of the furniture. He's been there uh, forever. And Claire, Claire said to give you a heads up that he he is quite eccentric. Um, he's got his own way of doing things. Um, a real character, and, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure you'll love him. But uh, he he said he's very willing to try you out, but he's he's used to working alone. But there's there's a there's a fold out camp bed next to the stove, and he's willing to give you a cupboard for your provisions. Uh, there's no fridge, but you'll have to earn your keep. Um, I don't know what that means exactly, but you're you're being paid by Claire via direct debit, so I won't worry. But just 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 keep him sweet, and uh, you know, I'd imagine he'll just want to test your metal. You know, he talked a lot about drainage um, and how people can react very differently to that. But I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, by the way, I, I looked up Evan uh, Priya, the game farmer, uh, you know, you're the one your sister's separated from, and that's quite a story, the animal skinning machine and the... My God, uh, I'm surprised that didn't make the uh, the national papers, but, but look, Gloria looks lovely, um, obviously very sporty, good for her. Um, so look, I'd love to meet her, um, love to welcome her back to Blighty. So maybe text me her number and I can, um, I can, I can help her out in some way or another, especially if you're busy in Basingstoke learning to embalm. Um, so look, I, I forward you the address in Basingstoke and, uh, and I've given you Pete's landline. Uh, he's expecting you from 10 tomorrow. All right. Cheers, Rog. Speak soon. Hello, Brian. Uh, it's Roger here. Um, yes, yeah, so um, I've, I've moved in with Peter, and um, yeah, I have to say he's exactly as you describe. He is he is very eccentric. Obviously, used to spending quite a lot of time in his own company. Um, but I, I thought you were joking when you said I'd be sleeping 
by the stove, but um, no, I'm, I'm on a camp bed in the kitchen right next to the stove. Apparently his spare room's full of stuff and he never goes in the living room, so uh, it's the kitchen for me. Um, I wasn't sure why I couldn't stay with Anne and just commute daily, but then um, on the second night of being there, the lights came on in the kitchen at 3am and he kicked me and he just said, come on. And I got dressed and off we went to work. Um, because because he's a trade embalmer, apparently. He just handles the actual embalming and doesn't deal with the transport of the um, of the deceased. And that job goes to his mate, Eric. And Eric delivers the bodies at 3am. And so work often begins then. It is quite gruesome, um, the work, but it's fascinating. And Pete is a little inappropriate around the dead, often playing with the mouths and making them say inappropriate things to me and waving their arms around and saying in an American accent, how do you like them apples? You know, I laugh, but I don't really find it very funny. And then when Eric arrives, the pair sort of disappear into the corner and laugh and giggle like children. Um, and they sort of look over in my direction. It's a little bit uncomfortable making, but I'm happy to do the work and it's nice to have a job and be learning new skills and it's something I can talk to Jamie about. Um, but yeah, Gloria, she is very sporty and that's, I think that's why she married a South African. But it's great that um, um, you'll take her out, mate. That's a real weight off because I'm going to spend a lot of time, I think, here working at strange hours. So it'd be great for you to show her around. Um, I'll send you her number and you can get in touch. Okay, mate. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Hi, hi, Raj. It's Brian. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I got in contact with Gloria and they seemed very settled in with Anne. So so I popped over and uh, it was it was a bit cramped, but the, the, the kids seeming seemingly having a, having a great time. Uh, Anne was quite subdued and she was sort of muttering a lot, but I, I you know, I, that's what she does, isn't it? But I, but I took her over a, a big lot of Chinese for everyone and she seemed very happy with her spring rolls. The kids thought I was you actually, uh, and, and they wanted to show me things as is children's ways. You know, they show you things and then you have to comment on those things, uh, which I did. But I, I find it very boring. I'm assuming everyone else does. But um, we we left them in Anne's capable hands and we went to Weatherspoons for a couple and um, she talked a lot about Eben, who sounds great, uh, if a little old-fashioned. But, um, oh, and um, she's pregnant, mate. She's, she's, she's up the duff, so, so number four's on the way. Uh, she's obviously very sad not, not to see you, but... I said that you're, you, you know, you're really um, needing to take this opportunity, which she understood, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. She's great. Um, Rog, be careful with Eric. He's um, he's had quite a checkered past. Pete's fine, and he's very old, but Eric only gets to work through Claire because he's cheap. You know, he's he's on a lot of registers. You know. Okay, mate. Speak soon. Bye. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Um, oh, mate, that's uh, that's come with a massive shock. The pregnancy. I, I she hadn't told me. I had no idea. And um, it's got to be early days because um, otherwise she wouldn't be able to fly. Um, but that's oh, that's that's such good news. I can't wait to see her and the kids. I actually quite enjoy the kids trying to show and tell me things. Um, but I know it's not everybody's you know cup of tea. I know it can be a bit boring. You know. But thanks so much for entertaining and, and asking and, you know, taking her under your wing 
um, just for a little while. I'll get to see her either later on today or tomorrow. So not long to wait. I've texted her just to say that I'm um, starting a new job. So she's she understands. She knows what uh, she knows what it's been like for me. So um, yeah, it's okay. Um, I've got to be honest though, mate. Eric and Peter, they've got their own language. Um, I think they take really great pleasure in trying to frighten me all the time. They're always playing practical jokes on me. And the other night I was in the parlour with a deceased male and he was in a bag and um, I was preparing the fluid for Peter who was next door having a sandwich when all of a sudden a very hushed voice came from the direction of the body. And I just stood bolt rigid. I was petrified, you know. I thought, what is that? You know, then I heard the voice again. Help! He was saying, I didn't know what to do, so I went over to over and I unzipped the bag to try and, well, just to try and get him out. You know, I thought he might be alive. And the voice got louder, help, you know. And as I unzipped the bag, you know, a bit more, the tape recorder obviously fell out. And when I picked it up and I turned and I saw Peter and Eric and they were just laughing hysterically from the door at me you know it was funny I suppose but in in very poor taste I thought um I'm so used to their jokes now I just brush them off the other day I came back from the makeup room to find Peter with his trousers down pretending to do some unspeakable things to one of the cadavers whilst Eric, Eric watched on I just stared at them as if to say yeah yeah you know Peter pulled his trousers up and none of us mentioned it. And I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of being outraged, you know. But it is a bit childish. It's, you know, both of these men are in their 70s, you know. Anyway, can you just tell Gloria I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to see her later. OK, mate. Bye bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Raj, <clears throat> hello, mate. It's Brian. Um, look, mate, I, ha- I have to tell you that, that, that um, some of the things that Pete and Eric uh, are doing are jokes and and some of the other things that they're doing are not jokes um making the mouse move and pretending that they speak that is a joke uh pretending that they're crying for help that is a joke but the other thing you saw with with pete and and eric watching that is very much not a joke um i hope you understand what i mean rog uh do you understand what I mean? You were not supposed to see that. Now, uh, Claire has long suspected that this has been going on, but until now has had no proof. Now, we all need relief, Rog, but this is not on. I know it's not. You know it's not. But Pete sees it, sadly, as a perk of the job, which it definitely isn't. And he shouldn't be doing it at all. But look, mate, this is um, this is a big ask. But if there's any way next time you catch him doing it that you can video him on your phone, and then that'll be a great help, and will provide us with the proof that that we need to get rid of him. Okay. And and if you do this, Claire is willing to give you a cash bonus, right? Okay, mate. Um. Uh, I, look, I'm seeing Gloria again tonight. I, th- I think we're going to go around to, to Paul's. Um, okay. Speak soon. Cheers, Rog. Bye. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Um, I honestly don't know how to process what you have told me, mate. Um, I, know, I know you said that Peter was eccentric, but this seems to be quite a few steps beyond eccentricity, you know? But I'm glad we both agree that he definitely should not be doing this because he he most definitely should not. Um, no, he, it just it seems wrong on every level. I mean, no matter how good he is at his job, and yeah, I mean, he is very good, but this seems in, in the very poorest of taste imaginable. Um, I couldn't sleep last night after I got your message and I'm, I fear I, I won't sleep again tonight and I know I'm acting weirdly around him now which is you know making things difficult I'm sure he senses something um in fact I'm so troubled by it that I've doubled the dose of my antidepressants that I'm currently taking just to try and give me a boost I can't get his contorted face out of my mind and Eric standing there smiling as well it just doesn't bear thinking about Christ uh and me, I, I don't know if I've got the stomach to try and film him doing this. It's, I mean, it's just not. I don't know how I do it. Um, I mean, I hide in the doorway, film him. I don't know. How long has Claire known about this? And obviously, I'm not blaming you, mate. But I think a little heads up about this before taking the job would have been good on this occasion. But I understand. You know, you're in a difficult position being the new boy as well. Oh. Anyway, I'm really knackered now. 
how's Gloria and the kids? Please don't tell her about any of this because it feels a bit sort of humiliating to be in this position. Okay, mate. Um, let me know how she is. Okay, bye-bye. How are you? It's Brian. Um, look, mate, I've got a splitting headache, so I can't. I can't really think about how how you can go about filming Pete uh, do his thing. But um, maybe you could have a, a camera behind the lapel of your shirt button and stand in the corner of the room, or somehow get on the ceiling. Or, you know, not you, the camera. Um, uh, you know, above the body, or uh, you could plant the camera between the, the legs of the body under the nuts, maybe, or I don't know. Look, I, I appreciate it, it's tricky, mate, but you know, it's it's uh, it's sod's law. You probably plant the camera, and it's the one night he's not horny and he, he doesn't do anything, but you, you've got to do it, mate. It's not an it's not optional, okay. And look, I'd go easy on the antidepressants. Remember last time you up the dose, you you kept falling asleep in unusual places. And look, Gloria's fine. Um, she's fine. I um I, I took her around to Paul's last night, and we we watched Terminator, and uh, we did have quite a lot to drink. Uh, Gloria only had a couple of ciders though, but 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 Paul had a bottle of Zambuca and we, we we went at that a bit you know and then Paul's cousin turned up uh asking for for money and Paul owed him and and things got quite violent quite quickly I can't really re- remember the the order of events but I, I think I exchanged blows with Paul's cousin I must have done because I've got a a really bruised ear um and a terrible tinnitus I can't, I can't remember how we got back to Anne's, but we ended up in Anne's garage on the sofa, and Gloria was up first thing when her um, eldest was looking for her, and, I, you know, I just got dressed, and uh, I'm back at the flat, and the boys are out, so, look, I'm going to have a hot chocolate and loads of water and, and sleep this off, mate. OK, good luck. Bye. Yeah. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Oh, Christ, mate. I hope you get this message. Mate, I'm inside a coffin, and I think I'm underground. I think I've been buried. And I think it's probably Peter and Eric who put me here. I think they were my phone in secret from behind the store cupboard. All I thought was it was in secret. When I was behind the, the cupboard, I knocked over a jar of glass eyes, and they went, they fell across the, the floor like marbles. And, didn't put them off their stride though, so I thought I got away with it. But next time they, they saw me, they asked to see my phone, and I said no. For a pair of men in their 70s, they can be quite intimidating. But I stood firm, Brian. Anyway, because I'm on a double dose of antidepressants, I fell asleep whilst applying makeup to a deceased male, and then I woke up in this coffee. I think they've buried me alive, Brian, and I. I have to say, I don't think I can I, I can work with Peter anymore. I mean, I'm all for giving people the benefit of the doubt, but he's just not very nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm afraid it's either him or me. Mate, I really need you to find 
me. It's Christmas Eve, for Christ's sake, I should be with Gloria and the kids, not buried underground in a coffin. I've not got much oxygen left. I don't think I really, really need you to locate me and get me out, mate. I'm, I'm sorry to ask on Christmas Eve, but time is running out, mate, okay? Thank you, bye-bye. Hi, Roger, it's Brian. Uh, yeah, that sounds like you got yourself in a bit of a pickle there, mate. Um, look, I, I spoke to Claire, and apparently this isn't the first time this has happened, so uh, my issue was it would be, um, you know, locating you, but that th there is um, a sort of two-mile radius where he's done it before, so the chances are I'll, uh, I'll see a sort of freshly dug-up area and be able to... <coughs> dig it up um i have got to go and get my flu jab first though mate but um i'm i'm uh, heading there asap okay mate hold tight cheers bye hello brian it's roger i can hear digging thank god i can hear digging above me mate you're in the right place so keep going oh thank you so much oh, i'm definitely running out of oxygen but there's more in these things than uh, than you think uh, I think Peter put me in uh, one of the deluxe models, which are uh, they're slightly bigger, although I don't know why. It's not like you you care if you're in here under normal circumstances, you know. But uh, he did the decent thing, I suppose, <laughs> well, before burying me alive. Anyway, thanks, mate. Uh, I hope you got your flu jab done. I'm going to presume you have, uh, given the length of time I've been in here. Uh, not a criticism at all. Um, I'm not sure what time it is, but uh, I'm hoping I'm going to be out of here before Christmas Day to see Gloria and the kids. Although what I'm going to say to them about where I've been is anyone's guess. Oh, and thanks again for coming so quickly, mate. I honestly thought Christmas gonna, was going to be ruined. Okay, mate, see you soon, I hope. Bye-bye. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. Um... So I'm with the groundsman now, um, and, he, and he laughed, and he said Pete's obviously up to his old tricks again, but uh, he's got the digger going now, and it shouldn't be too long, okay? So look, look, I've, I've had a word with Claire, and uh, she's going to hang on to Pete. He is very good at his job, even though he fucks dead bodies. He's got an amazing turnover count, and he's very economical with the produce, etc., so she's going to stick with him. Sorry, mate, but um, she's going to sack you. I am sorry, this close to Christmas and all that, but... Um, and Rog, look, Gloria's gone. Uh, she's gone with the kids. Uh, she, she got the last flight today so she could get to back to South Africa for Christmas. Um, I, I told her that divorce has been great for me, but it's destroyed you. And uh, if she thinks uh, her and Evan still have got a chance, it's probably worth another stab. Um, uh, but she said uh, to say Merry Christmas and all that, mate, OK? So also, um, I was going to say, have you still got the footage of Pete doing his thing? Because uh, if we if we pixelate the faces, Claire's, Claire's happy for us to, to sell the footage. And uh, we got a lot of interest from a German businessman who's prepared to pay five grand. It's a lot of money, mate. It's a lot of money, especially at this time of year. But it's up to you. Okay, mate, I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you in a sec, hopefully. Written by and starring Dan Skinner and 
Harry Peacock. Produced by Joel Morris. This podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Great Big Owl. Oh.